Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. You know, I want to say this morning that I am, I want those that were up here this morning that, that felt that call, that felt that heart, I want you to know that I'm, this is a tribe, but I want, I want to say, you know, we're, we are a tribe and I'm walking this thing out with you. And I want you to know with you, as we move forward, I'm, I personally, I'm shutting everything off. I've, I've done a degree of that, you know, and, but every once in a while I'll see some things, I'll hear some things, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll research some things. And I want you to know personally, Facebook, any, any social media, any news thing that's on my phone is getting deleted as soon as we get done here. Because I just want us, I believe so much in, in, in what he's doing among this people. And I really hear, I don't know if you guys remember, um, no, but I remember it must have been about a year ago that, um, that Yahweh gave me uh, the, the word. It, he just kept, it was, we were in a service where something was going on. I don't remember what was the, the spark of it, but he just kind of gave me this word to just say, shh, the sound, I guess you would say is, shh. And I just got up literally in front of everybody. We were over there in the ark, and I just kept saying, shh, shh. And what that is, is like, that's how you put your babies to sleep because what that sound is, is comfort because it reminds them of a place that they just came from. It reminds them of a source that they were plugged into. It's the sound within a mother's belly, that shh, shh, shh. So to comfort a child, they rock them and say shh, shh. In fact, they even have recordings of mother's tummies and they put them in uh, and bears or little stuffed animals that they can, the baby can have in their crib. And it's just this comforting reminder that there is, that they're, that they are plugged into life, that there's still life. And it just comforts them and reminds them. And I feel like this is what's taking place is in this time, he's wanting us to shush, shut everything off, shush, and get plugged back in to remembering before you were you, you were. Amen. Oh, that was a roaring amen. Sweet. Ben's not here this morning, so I need help. All right? Somebody's going to have to say amen every once in a while. Somebody's going to have to jump up and shout and get a little crazy. Somebody's going to have to fly away like a little bird like he does. You got to, I got to have some Benjamin up in here, okay? That's right, Sam. Now, Benjamin uh, got hitched yesterday. And I said at the very start of the service, I said, if you, if you want to know what the joy of the Lord looks like, just look at Benjamin. I, I fully expected him to be crying the entire time. I, I'm not even joking. I was prepared to be waiting a long time as we try to get these vows out and him just, oh, the Lord, and uh, crying and stuff. But instead, he really laughed the entire time. The entire time, and it was great. And so, you know, I think the only reason, like, that Benjamin really struggled in this wedding was difficult leading up to it is that he hated not being able to have every single person in his tribe in attendance. That, that was what he wanted so bad, but it genuinely was not possible. And so, 
I don't think that there's anybody here that would be this way, but if you're a little bit hurt because you didn't get invited, stop that. Just shh. And let's lift them up and lift him up in this amazing time because it's about him. It's not about us. And I just bless Benjamin, bless Kristen in this new walk of life, and it's going to be beneficial to us. There's going to be a new Benjamin, maybe a little bit distracted Benjamin, but we'll get there, and, uh, and, and we love him. Bless him. Let me say this real quick, and, uh, and, and I just, I feel this. I feel everything this morning, apparently. I need you here. I'm thankful that you are here, but there's a lot of us that are not here. I need you here. We need you here. This thing is, is, is different than what it always has been. And we as a tribe are only as strong as the streams that are flowing into it. We're only as strong as the families that are coming together to make this river flow and things change. And we need your bodies here. That does not mean that this is an obligation, that this is a law, that this is some religious thing. And this is not the point, but it's a big deal. And I want us to treat this, and I know everybody here does, but I want you to encourage those that you know that are in the tribe. It doesn't mean, I'm, I'm the first one to tell you, if you need to take a day and go to Shell Island with your family, please do it. Don't make this religious, but when you can be here, I need you here. I need us to get together. This is an important, significant, significant time, and I want everybody that might be listening to this, no condemnation, but please, please get here. Please be here. Be here before 10 o'clock. I'm about to start service at 9.30. I'm serious, just so we can actually start service at 10 o'clock. I want to see your faces. I need to see your faces. We need each other. This has zero to do with numbers. Zero to do with numbers, whether it comes to giving. Y'all have always been faithful. Whether there's two people in here or there's a thousand, it would not matter. You're faithful to give, and I'm not worried about those things. I'm worried about you, us, and our call in this day as a tribe. And I'm telling you, you know the, you know the scripture that says that trials and tribulations come because of the word. The word we just released is tribe expect that the trials that are going to come against this is things that try to separate us and keep us from coming together everything that we need is within this word within tribe within the families the bands and tribe so I'm just I, I implore you I ask you to come together and to make this day holy and important because it really 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 is really is Benjamin. Amen. Come on. Let's try it. We're going to do this again. Everybody stand up. Y'all remember this happened the last time. Everybody with a loud resounding voice. I want you to just break the seal and say amen. One, two, three. Amen. Say yes. Good. All right. See now it's all flowing. You can say yes. You can say amen and we're good. I, uh, last week, I just, I feel that I'm 50% confident that this is going to be a short message this morning. So just, you can trust that. Um, and I really, I really, I have some specific things I want to do. And one of those things is, is I want to clarify some things from last week. 
I didn't say apologize because I certainly do not want to apologize for the things I said last week. What I, what I never will do is apologize for giving you the unfiltered word of Yahweh. And I hope that I always, I always come with that because the truth is, is I want you to agree with me. I want you to like me. I want you to be amening everything that I say and us being that, but I don't need you to be that way. What I need you to do is trust me. I do. I need you to trust that Holy Spirit is speaking through me, and I need you to trust that when I do something, I personally am not the one that wants to do it, but I have subjected my heart to whatever, however, whenever, saying, Holy Spirit, you have the floor. You say what you want to say. You do what you want to do, and those are the things that are going to be a little bit testy, a little bit different, and should challenge your natural thinking. So I just need you to trust that the word that I'm giving you is not thought out, filtered through all these ideas of what will they think and what will they think and how will they do and and just a true pure word of God and that's what took place last week sometimes he allows me to come back and clarify some things which I believe I can today and let me just start by kind of reviewing what I've felt I feel strongly strongly in my spirit but also just because I have natural eyes and people talk and it's all around us, everywhere, that there is this mentality within our atmosphere, within our globe that says this, I know you survived this pandemic. I know you made it through. I know you finally got your breath and you got up for air, but I'm going to tell you what, you've never seen something like this. This is worse. This is going to be bad. And there's this idea of fear that starts to flood into this people. Now, it doesn't mean that there's not a real virus. This is not a conspiracy church, and we're not about that. There is. People are getting sick. People, this is changing people's lives. This is, but how we respond dictates everything. And we have two responses, love or fear. And under those two umbrellas are many things. And all we can do as believers, as kingdom people, is respond completely in love. My girl. And so I feel this thing starting to swirl. I feel this thing starting to come and people are starting to say that this time is getting worse. Things are getting bad. And you thought that was bad? Just watch this. But I'm telling you, that's contrary to the kingdom of God. And that's why I say this, because this thing is actually getting better. This, this thing is from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. That is how it operates. It doesn't go, oh, we made it. Let's take a few steps back here. But you can give this world the authority to pull you a few steps back. But those that are separated in the way that they think are going to keep stepping forward, keep moving forward, and there is going to be nothing on this planet the enemy or whatever you want to say that could ever stop us. And that's where I want us to consecrate our minds. Now, let me clarify this because there is this, there's this thing out there and I just, I just talk plainly. I'm trying to just talk plainly and be real with you. And the thing that gets us caught up is so ridiculous. You know what Yahweh's heart is, is that we all dwell together in unity, that we have a unified mind. But 
politics of this day are designed to separate us. You're on one side and you're on the other. You want to know how you combat that? It's just like Nehemiah did when he went to go pray and he prayed as, don't look at me that way, he prayed for the entirety. He prayed for generations before him. Sins he hadn't committed, he came together and he said, Yahweh, forgive us for our trespasses. He included in unity even those that didn't stand in the same way that he stood because he knows that Yahweh's heart is that we are all sons and daughters. And even those that I don't agree with, even those that might stand as enemies against me, I'm still called, the Bible, which does not change, still calls me to pray for them. And still calls me not to go, all these bad people out here. No, Yahweh, listen, our nation is in turmoil. This globe is in turmoil. And I know you've called me to be a son. And I want to have a biblical mindset about this. And so we repent. We in unity repent to you for the trespasses against against you and against heaven. And we stand as a son and a daughter and say, your heaven come to this earth. And watch the walls get rebuilt. But there's this thing, it's, are you vaccinated? Are you not vaccinated? We have to talk about practical things. We have to be real. We really do. Enough of this, like, mightier than thou does not make sense, but I talk so above you so you don't understand what I have to say. I want to talk to you practically this morning and say this. There is people that are vaccinated, and they love Yahweh, and they are doing his will, and they are walking in right relationship with him. And there are people over here that are unvaccinated, and they love Yahweh, and they are doing his will, and Holy Spirit is guiding their lives. That's the end of that conversation. <laughs> Problem solved. That's what I'm saying. I too long we've looked to the church and to the religious system to tell us what to do and how to respond. And I'm telling you, you have everything within you. No one can speak to you the voice of Yahweh like the voice of Yahweh. He speaks to you and trust Holy Spirit to guide you. If you're ever going to make a decision about your family, your life, your church, whatever it might be, this is what you need to do. Let me give you a formula if you're looking for that. Shh. Shut everything off. If you have not shut everything off and truly heard and feel the word of Yahweh and not the opinion of man leading you to do something, he is faithful to speak and he will guide you into the ways that you're supposed to go. So that's what I implore you to do, is if you feel that you're to go do something, if you feel that you're not supposed to be here, If that is the word of the Lord over your family, look, for a time, because of certain circumstances, certain uh, situations, whatever, not fear, I've decided that my family needs to stay home. We're joined up with you. We're watching live stream. That's great. Do it. Do that thing because Holy Spirit guided you to do that. But if he has not spoken that word, do not, based on your research, make a decision. Don't do that. I, I really, I, I said it just a minute ago, I don't want to hear the science. I, I don't want to hear, I do not need to have a degree in darkness theology in order to be the light of the world. 
I need, to, I need to shut things off and see what he has to say about this time. Shut this thing off and see what he has to say about my body because nobody can, knows the number of hairs on my head except for him. Nobody knows the anatomy and the science of how my body, how my kids' bodies, how my wife's body, how they work other than Yahweh God Almighty. You understand that and how quickly we go and it's all about the scientific facts. Those things are true. They're not true enough. Do you understand what I'm saying? There, there, is, there are people out there that they're researching that to make their decision about how they should approach this day and age, this time. And it's not that that's not wisdom. It's not that that's not good. But I'm telling you, we as believers, we as people set apart, this was my whole thing from last week. Our, our first initial response would be seeking first the kingdom of God and then let everything else follow. And if we're not doing that, we cannot sit here and say that we are believers. I'm going to give you an explanation or clarification, I feel like, about where I was last week. And I know, I know like, that, that's the thing is I know most people that were here are in agreement and they say yes and amen and it's great and everything but I want to make sure that that's not because anybody believes that I'm leaning one way or the other because I'm not I really am not I really like I, I, I lean towards Yahweh and his voice and I would I, all I want to do is be completely different than the world I want to look at what the world's doing I want to turn 180 degrees and I want to go the other way but this is how I'm going to explain myself this morning The Biblios, the Bible. It's all I need. Psalm 27. This is our cry in this house. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? This is the amen part. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Yes, amen. Of whom shall I be afraid? Oh, y'all are waiting for me to finish. I'm sorry, okay. Let me, let's try that again. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Amen. When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart, what I have within me, shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. Listen to me. Listen to me. This is easy to read and it sounds good. This is a lifestyle that this house has decided to be a part of. So anything that I say when it comes to this whole singling out our, out our minds, it's because this is the call of our house. And it says this, one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all of the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple, to ask him within his presence, period. Well, that doesn't sound very wise. We need to know what's going on. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. There are people that are flooded with that and haven't changed a dang thing. 
People that know all about the pandemic, know all about the politics, know all about the culture and all the cultural unrest. They know all about those things, yet they're changing absolutely nothing. And their way does not work because it wasn't designed to work. It was designed to be divisive. But if we as people single ourselves out and say, one thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all of the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire only in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. Now listen to this. He shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me. And then it says, he shall set me high upon a rock. Slightly contrary. Two points that don't seem to match up, but we were talking about, Jerry, the up here place. How do we get up here? Be hidden. How are we elevated in the kingdom? Get humble. Get alone. Shush. Set yourself apart and see the things that he's going to speak to you, the things that he's going to say to you, the things that he's going to show you. But I'm telling you, he's not coming. The, the Bible says that he is, his nature, his name is jealous. It says, do not worship any other idols because my name is jealous. My nature is jealous. And he is not going to allow someone into this place that's not willing to set themselves apart. Be holy unto me because I'm holy unto you. So he says, in the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above all of my enemies. You see the process? Hide within me. Inquire in my temple. And I will elevate you above all of these enemies. Your head, the, your head space, the way you think, the way you act, everything will be elevated high above all of these enemies that you seem to be worried about right now. You'll see past them. You'll see the way that I see things. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of, of joy in his tabernacle. I will offer sacrifices of joy. Joy doesn't seem like it should be a sacrifice. But joy is a fruit of the Spirit. And it is something that needs to be cultivated. And sometimes you need to speak it in the natural. Sometimes when the last moment you would feel like speaking joy, the last moment that you feel like there's joy within you, the, the time that you seem the most confused, the time that you seem the most fearful, the time that you seem the most down, exercise a sacrificial shout of joy and start to see the supernatural joy rise up within you. It's not based on external things. It's all based on the internal. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will care of me. 
It's David talking to his soul and his mind, understanding that even in the time that he's forsaken, Yahweh will not forsake him. And this is one of the most important things right here. What do you find in the temple? He says, teach me your way, O Lord. I think sometimes we think that the kingdom is simply imparted in a moment. Or a mind of Christ is a... But really it comes to those that consistently live a life of the end, of the one thing that sit there and set their hearts to hear His way. Teach me your way. And that's where we are in this house. This is what I say every single moment of every single day where anything comes up to me about this house is teach me your way, Yahweh, because that's truly, truly my heart. I want to know what his way is. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries for false witnesses have risen against me and such as breathe out violence. And I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Do you, you remember what the word believe is? We said it again this morning. It's amon. That word does not just mean, you know, believe in the Easter bunny, believe in Santa Claus. No, it, it's a covenantal agreement. It's, it's the... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Wait. You see, a lot of people had trouble last week, I think, with, and I don't think a lot of, I say a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people had trouble. I could just, I can feel a little bit of pushback, and you can feel that when you speak some things. Right now, I don't feel much of anything, because there's, Ben's not here, basically. Oh, hallelujah. I, you know what? Let's get some recordings of Ben, so when he's not here, you can just hit a little button and like. Amen. Woo! Come on! <laughs> but a lot, <laughs> but see, see, a lot of us, we, we, uh, I think a lot of people like that. That idea of when I said, "Go ahead, let them turn up the fire. Let these things start to come. We're the answer." It's Christ within us. People don't want to say that because honestly, I hope I'm wrong. I hope this whole thing fizzles out and we're all good and we can just live a happy life. But I don't know. I don't know what's to come, but I know where I stand. And let's remember what the end of the story of this Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego whole thing was. You're, you know what happens. I didn't give this to you guys, but I'm, I'm going to read it anyways. 15 says, well, let's start at 14. This is Daniel 3, verse 14 says, Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? 
Now if you are ready, at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made, good. See, he's, he's given him one more opportunity. And we don't think as believers that we worship idols, but we do. In fact, I've said this before, but I think it's unique how the back of our phones, a lot of them have a bitten apple. (laughs) Tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There's both good and evil in that, right, Jess? It's just the knowledge of those things or life. So he's giving him one more opportunity. Listen, you know, like I'm literally going, you, your lives are over. It's done. Like you, this is, this is what this, this is the kingdom you're in. Listen, how much more could you do for God if you were living? You know, how, th- like let's, let's reason this thing out. Let's be smart about this. All you're doing is bowing your knee. All you're doing is doing a little research. All you're doing is listen to a couple voices. All, you, all you're doing is just mingling a little bit for the greater good, right? Because you guys are meant for the kingdom and you're gonna spread this whole thing. I just need a little bit of compromise here. Just, just a touch, just a touch. But if you do not worship you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning, burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you on this matter. Oh, yes. Everybody wants to have the right words and the right knowledge so we can argue our point. No. I don't care to have a fight. I don't care to have an argument. I laid down my sword a long time ago, thanks to that man, and I don't need to pick it back up. I would rather set myself apart in the ephod and just trust the Lord and let him fight those battles. And this is what they're saying, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. Listen to that. He says, if that is the case, our God whom we serve is able. First off, he, we know he's able. And a lot of us are convinced that he's able to do things. But then listen to the next declaration. He says, whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But just to make sure that there's no fight and we know in our hearts we know he can, we know he will. We know he's able, we know he's gonna do it. But just to set it all at rest in case you have some kind of other argument, even if he doesn't. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Now, how how can they make such a bold statement in the face of the fire getting turned up seven times, in the face of things getting way worse than they were before? Because back in the very beginning of the book of Daniel, Daniel 1, 
Verse 6 says, Now from among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. To them the chief of the eunuchs gave names. He gave Daniel the name Belteshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. That's what you guys did this morning. That's what we're doing today, is we're saying, you know what, I'm not eating from that. I'm not so, like, literally, you can turn it up, but I've already consecrated. I made the decision before the fire got turned up. I made the decision from day one who I serve, where I stand, and what I believe in. And that's what we're doing is coming into agreement that his will will come to pass. Y'all read that. Y'all said that this morning, you and uh, Regina. So let's read it again. Isaiah 14. Actually, I think y'all said two different things, but I believe this is the one you were talking about. Isaiah 14, verse 24. The Lord Yahweh, commander of angel armies. Let it sit. We believe the natural, we believe the world and what they'll tell us. Oh, that's true. Oh, that makes, that makes sense. That's true. Now, that's pretty bad. Yep, yeah. If we could just get that first line. The Lord Yahweh, commander of armies of angels. <laughs> commander of angels of arms. Who, who in the world, what in the world do we have to fear? Really, it's not about that. The, tr- the truth is, it all boils back down to belief, which was what I was talking about last week, is we don't have an issue with really, uh, with, with knowing that he is the commander of angel armies. We have an issue with believing it within our hearts. Because if we believed, we wouldn't be double-minded. If we were consecrated, there'd be no way for us to be double-minded. If we truly believe that he is the Lord Yahweh, he commands legions and armies of angels that are at any moment can change our situation, at any moment could change our nation, at any moment could change the world, and are standing on ready and actually standing on tiptoe at your word. Makes this solemn decree. Be sure of this. (laughs) be sure of this just as I have planned so it will be every purpose of my heart will surely come to pass period no other argument needs to be played out no other question needs to be played out in your mind you decide what's right with your family as long as you're founded in this the Lord Yahweh commander of angel armies makes this solemn decree be sure of this just as I have planned so it will be every purpose of my heart surely will come to pass in other words let's get back to the little kid Bible idea of he's got the whole world in his hands He's got the entire world in his hands. Those kids in there, unless we've tainted them, are not worried about a pandemic. Those kids in there are not worried about who's in office. They're happy. The joy of the Lord at this point in time is their strength. And it needs to be ours. 
There is a call. There is an opportunity. There is a, there is a, a summoning back for the people of Yahweh, back to his heart, back to his mind, back to his garden. And he's sitting there, I believe, whispering to us, shh, remember Remember before things tainted you, before your mind got corrupted and thinking all these things, these things might be real right now, but I've called you to something higher. I've called you to something different and I need my light to stream through you like prisms. So be sure of this. My plan will surely come to pass. Are you sure? Then like I said last week, let them turn up the heat. At the end of the story, they go into the fire. But at the end of the story, there was another one that was in the fire. And it did not consume them, but it did consume the enemy. And they will kill themselves by their own devices. They will thrust their own swords into their own hearts. There is nothing that you need to do about that. You do not need to pick up the sword because the call of war is stronger today. You need to pick up the ephod and separate yourself, separate your mind more than ever before. Separate your mind. Just watch what he will do through this. Last thing I'm going to read. I'm telling you, it's just, it's, it's the Bible kind of day. It's always a Bible kind of day, but I want to talk about truth. Or I want to let the Bible talk about truth real quick. Because just like you guys are singing, he's more real. But you need to know the reason why sometimes it feels different. Sometimes your mind tells you something different. Romans 1.18 says this. For God in heaven unveils his holy anger, breaking forth against every form of sin, both toward ungodliness that lives in hearts and evil actions, for the wickedness of humanity, listen to this, the wickedness of humanity deliberately smothers the truth and keeps people from acknowledging, from acknowledging the truth about God. Tell me, what is the difference between a good moment and a holy moment? Acknowledgement. I don't feel him here, but I acknowledge that he is here. I don't see him in this current situation, but I know he's in it, and I know he's at work. It deliberately smothers the the truth and keeps people from acknowledging the truth about God. In reality, the truth of God is known instinctively. For God has embedded this knowledge inside every human heart. Opposition to truth cannot be excused on the basis of ignorance. (laughs) Because from the creation of this world, the invisible qualities of God's nature have been made visible, such as his, his eternal power and transcendence. He has made his wonderful attributes easily perceived. For seeing the visible makes us understand the invisible. So then this leaves everyone without excuse. I'm telling you, like, this, this call to consecration is not, I mean, I feel like we've been at this for the past, 
three years. <laughs> it doesn't mean that I, that I am, again, there's no condemnation. I just feel like there's such an opportunity for this people to step into something completely new. The eye has not seen nor ear heard. And the only way to step into something like that is to keep your eye single, to keep your ear turned towards his word. You know, these supernatural stories in the Bible, one of the, one of the missing factors that we don't have in this day is the fact that they did not have any other options. Believers were believers, and they didn't need Google to search out why they should be believers. They didn't need Google or WebMD to strengthen their hearts. They didn't need to go, you know what, I know this sickness is real, and I... I trust the Lord. I do. I do. I really trust him. But let me WebMD this real quick and put in my symptoms so I can just be sure. Oh, okay. So it, it could just be the common cold. Praise God. See, I said I, I have faith in my heart. I'm, no, no, no. This is just going to confuse you and make you double-minded. Seek ye first the kingdom. Seek his heart first, and he will be faithful to show you every little thing to do. Amen? <clears throat> All right. This is going to be the last thing I'm going to talk about this morning. And I hope I've made that clear. Let me just say points again that I do not care. I really genuinely do not care if you have a vaccine or you don't have a vaccine. And you need to stop caring about what other people do and keep your, your, your own business to your own self and stay out of other people's business. Stop trying to tell people they need to be vaccinated. Stop trying to tell people they need to be unvaccinated. And start telling people you should trust the voice of Holy Spirit in you because that's what I trust. Amen. That's the only argument you need to make. Trust Holy Spirit. That's what I'm doing. Someone asks you, you've been vaccinated and you hadn't? I'm, I'm just trusting Holy Spirit. Don't worry about that. I'm not going to even enter into that. If you've been vaccinated and someone asks you, you know what, I don't even need to worry about that. I'm just trusting Holy Spirit to guide my life, period. So if you're vaccinated, unvaccinated, I, here I am not worried about that. I also made the statement that we're not going to shut our doors. We tried that and everybody can hoot and holler and be like, yeah, you know, Republicans. But that is not the reason that I'm doing that. And if someone came in here and said that there's going to be legal repercussion to that, this, this thing might change because I'm not trying to stir the pot and try to make this a whole thing. That's not, that's not my reason. My reason is that I believe that the call is we're together. I believe that, the, that, that Yahweh has called this place tribe and within that is the nature of tribe of the bands and the families coming together. That is what we are going to do. And I'm going to leave those doors open as long as we're, we can and any Anybody that feels good and feels like Holy Spirit is leading them into this place, we're open. And if that offends you, I'm, I'm really sorry. This has nothing to do with the politics of it. This has to do with the impulses of Holy Spirit. This is what I believe this house should do. And I know that there's other probably leaders and people that would disagree with that statement. That's okay. I'm not their leader. I'm not their, I am for this house. And for this house, for now, the doors remain open. And again, I hope all this thing fizzles out and we don't even have to worry about it. But I just made that statement. And as far as people not coming, again, I say, trust Holy Spirit and I don't have any judgment towards you. I'm not singling you out. I'm not talking about you. I don't, I don't care if you want to wear a mask in here, if you want to wear a mask and stay behind the kitchen over there. I don't, whatever you feel is right for you to do, I'm going to trust Holy Spirit within you. But I just implore you, act out of faith and love and not fear. That's my only, that's what I tried to say last week. That's what I wanted to come across. So I hope now it does. 
Now, I have a little bit of direction, and this is something practical that I believe we're to respond to with the nature of tribe. This place is only as strong as the families. This is the core of this whole thing, this whole movement, is what's taking place in our own homes, in our own lives. I'm not the pastor of your, your, your house. I'm not the father of your house. You are. I am of the tribe as we come together. I'm called to be the leader here. But in your own home, you don't need me to teach your kids the Bible. And you don't need me to teach your kids the, the, the kingdom. You've got to do that. And you need to be talking about that with your husband and your wife and whoever you might. Or if it's just you, you need to build yourself up because that is going to lead us into the strong river of the tribe. And so this is, though, what I believe that Yahweh asked, has, has given me a direction to help facilitate that. Because oftentimes we can amen that and that sounds great. And yeah, we got to be the pastors of our, we got we to gotta lead our families and we're going to do that. And then Monday rolls around and life starts going to happen. And even though that might have been within your heart, sometimes we lack the structure and the things that we need to do. So Benjamin and I sat together this week and I believe that this is something very practical that we're to exercise within this house. This is not law, this is opportunity. On Tuesday nights at 6.30, or whatever night you pick, I'm just gonna start with the basis and then we'll get into that. On Tuesday, on Tuesday nights at 6.30, I wanna give, our, give families this structure. I want us to take that time, take that time, sit down together, shut everything off in our home with our own families, whether it's just you your wife and your husband, or husband, that didn't sound right, wife and husband, or your family with all your kids. I, I, want, I want us to sit down. I want us to do this together as a tribe. That's why we give the time of 6.30. I personally can't even make Tuesday at 6.30, so we're going to decide a time for us, but we're going to decide a time, and that is going to be the time that every week at that time we sit down. The first thing I want us to do is I want us to read the first chapter of John. We're going to read a chapter each week. It's all about believing. So with your family, you're going to sit down. Now listen, I'm the perfect example of this. I'm the perfect excuse for all of this. Do you really think that Leonardo and Mila are going to sit and listen to me read the Bible? As Hattie used to say, heck no techno. They're not. But what they are doing is they're seeing mommy and daddy consecrate a moment where we're sitting down and we're reading the Bible together as a family. And so they don't need to understand it exactly. They just need to see it. And then after that, we're going to, as a family, turn on our favorite worship song or dad might grab the guitar, let the kids play, and we're going to worship for just a second. We're just going to worship together. Just play some music in the stillness. This thing does not have to last long. We're going to worship together. And then we're going to pray over our family. I'm going to speak over each one of the members of my family. I'm going to speak over this tribe. And finally, we're going to take communion together. Again, not a law, not an opportunity. This is to help activate some things I feel need to happen in the tribe. And I think there's something powerful about all, uh, all of us coming together and doing this together as one. 
Can I get an amen? amen. So, I'll put this out here. We're going to send this in an email, the, the kind of structure that I believe we're to go off of. But it's going to be read the Bible, worship together, pray together, and take communion together. Good? Yeah. Not to study the Bible. Doesn't mean you have to understand everything and get it completely right. Just be faithful. I'm just telling you, watch what Yahweh's going to start to do and strengthen this tribe. There's going to be a new fire. It seems like the most simple thing, but sometimes it's just taking a simple act of faithfulness and obedience to open up and flood the gates of heaven. And those things open up and just flood this earth. We are that connection. We are that portal. We are the streams that are coming together as a river. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, Y'all stand up with me. David, why don't you jump on that keyboard? Y'all good this morning? I I want us to be encouraged. I want us to, I, I truly, I want us to be full of life and full of peace and full of joy. I don't want there to be a question in our heart about what is taking place on this planet in this tribe. I want us to be as serious, though, about the kingdom of God as we are as serious about all the things that are going around in this world. We have got to come to the place where we are completely singled out wholly unto him. Amen? Amen. The last thing I'll say about the, the thing we're going to do is we, those little, uh, I always call them communion snackables, <laughs> we have those available for you. We're going to have them each week. If you want to, where are they? In this basket back here? Go back there. We have over here on the table. Yeah, we have baggies. Get enough for your family for the week or you can just go home and break your own bread and uh, juice. I'd say like Damon says or wine if you're free. Um, And then, (laughs) just kidding. Um, But you take your own stuff and you're going to take communion together. So if you do this, please don't go get a month's supply. Like we're not, this is ridiculous, okay? Like don't go stock up. Just we're going to have enough for you for the week. Please go grab some for your family or like I said, use your own supplies at home. Abba, we love you. We honor you. Open our hearts today to receive the seed of your word and let this thing grow. Let your joy be our strength. Let our minds be separated wholly unto you. And give us the grace and the strength to shut everything else down and only clearly hear your voice. Let your kingdom come through this kingdom people. Let us be the answer for what the earth is standing on tiptoe for. Let us transition into your new day, into your new life, and let there be life and life more abundantly within this house. Let there be life and life more abundantly within the relationships within this house. Let there be life within the marriages, within the kids and the families, and let those families start to be joined to others, other families, and become bands, and let those bands full of fire come together in significant importance on these Sundays and these days that we get to gather as tribe and let us change the atmosphere around us, Lord. We honor and love you and we give you this day and we bless you in the nature of Yeshua. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Apostle Aaron and Miss Robbie for being here. I know he doesn't want any kind of attention, 
But that man's one of the reasons. If you didn't like the sermon this morning, it's his fault. He's the one that really saw the prophetic call on my life and our lives before anyone else did. So I honor you guys today, and I thank you for being here. We love you guys. All right, y'all have a great week. I love you. Be blessed. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.